I um, I just went to the store and I picked out a pack of cigarettes. Nobody, uh, buy, nobody, nobody knows knew I did it. You except picked them the, out, <laughs> except for the audience because I was mentioning mentioning it. But I, I like how, I like how you, you buying cigarettes is is like you went to an apple orchard. <laughs> I picked a bag of cigarettes, a box of cigarettes. Hey, you know it's weird. Like I smoke like. I change my the cigarettes I smoke up like all the time, like I'll switch to a different kind all the time. That's weird. What's the brand right There's, now. Uh, I got well, they were out of they didn't have any Camel, so I got some uh, Camel Crush Menthol. I usually <laughs> smoke, I usually smoke regular, but I'll smoke a Menthol once in a while. Well, the Crush they don't have to be Menthol. You can just not crush it, and it's a normal cigarette. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. That's why I yeah. got them. What What does Crush mean? It has well, this little like ball in the in the butt of it, and when you you click it, you smash it, it'll it burst it into a menthol, menthol cigarette. Ugh. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I like. I used to smoke you... it halfway uncrushed, and then crush it midway through, so it was like a new cigarette. <laughs> did you say? Did you say ew? Well, yeah. I used to smoke. I smoked Marlboro Reds like two packs a day. I was a really fucking smoker. I loved smoking. When but was that, Jess? It's it's just the way they like, you know. It's like just the little weird techie sort of improvements they make on like poison. It's just so funny. It's like, oh yeah, here's another way. Here's a little. They can turn it into a menthol. They've had them around for like a while, like like five years or so, or ten years. So weird. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that either. Yeah, they're, they're pretty popular. That's like uh, that's up there with like marble lights. I'd say is probably the most popular cigarette right now. Isn't the yeah. FDA planning to ban any flavored cigarettes, including menthol? Wasn't that like in the last year? They announced like they it. Yeah, that, 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 that didn't did not get voted for. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of Congress are in the pocket of big tobacco and stuff. Yeah. That's like this. That's like when they they try to get porn stars to wear condoms. It just never works. It never happens. Yeah, nobody like nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants them to get rid of menthols either. So, how long did you smoke for, Jess? Six years, and then oh. I used hypnosis to quit, which nice. was a kind of a game changer. And then I became a hypnotist, and I specialized in smoking cessation for quite a while. Wow. Oh, maybe oh. you can get me to quit on this episode. Yeah, you should. Well, you know, you got to want to quit. You got to want it bad. You got to want it as bad as you'd want it to go cold turkey. But with hypnosis, you can actually do it. But you can't. I spent half my practice like sending people away because they weren't they weren't ready. Huh. And if they Boom. do quit when they're not ready, they fail. And they think hypnosis has failed and they think they're a piece of shit. And really, they just weren't ready. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't quit in forever. I don't remember the last time I tried to quit. It was been years. But uh, hypnosis, uh, does that work on other addictions too besides smoking? I mean, technically it can, I suppose, but I have been like steeped in 12-step programs since I was 23. So mm. I don't touch like heavy-duty addictions through my hypnosis do you think yes. it'll help with Arby's beef and cheddars? I, I was in a 12-step program. I haven't been going just because of the pandemic, but I was going uh, to meetings when I was in LM. <laughs> I haven't drank. Yeah, I haven't drank in a few years. So. Well, great. Yeah. I, mean, but I haven't been to a meeting in a long time. I should go to I, one. but I don't deal, Ryan. I haven't drank in a few minutes. Where's my chip? Yeah, you should get a one-minute chip, dude. 
Yeah, I should. Yeah, they have them on Zoom. I went to a couple and I didn't really like them, but I'll try it again. I know Zoom, everything sucks. Yeah, Zoom comedy, Zoom anything. Oh, Zoom God. sex comedy is not as good. The unfunniest thing I've ever come across. Yeah. The worst. And yeah, Zoom 12 step meetings don't work either, probably. Zoom roller coasters are pretty fun. Really focus, and you know what I mean. Like if you're actually sitting in the room with people, and you know, yeah, going to one of those meetings takes a lot of effort. And if you're just clicking a link on Zoom, it's not as much effort, you know. Yeah, because you you don't really enjoy going, but they're supposed to be good for you. Well, once you're there in real life, you get sucked down the vortex of the meeting. But in Zoom, from your kitchen. You don't. Some people get addicted to the meetings and they just go to meetings all the time, every day. Yeah. It's like working out. Like <laughs> yeah. I used to go to shit ton of meetings. Yeah. That's why I'm so amazing. Yeah. I I'm uh not as amazing. I didn't finish the steps. I didn't finish the steps. I did it once it was years ago. What step are you on? Step uh <laughs> I'm on step uh oh. thirty. I'm sure this isn't I, the the first time you haven't finished steps. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't do my step goal today. I'm supposed to do five thousand uh, steps. Uh-huh. Let's see how many steps. <laughs> is what we said? Is that what we agreed on, Nick? Five thousand. Nick is my life coach, by the way. Uh, I'm not, but I I have been uh, better. Yeah, he made me not eat Wendy's today. He's like, don't. I was like, I'm gonna get some a frosty. He's like, yeah, don't do that. Eat at home. Well, I, I was just making food at, at home when uh, he and I were talking on the phone a couple hours ago, and I said, I'm making some food. And he's like, oh, I'm on my way to Wendy's. I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? I mean, what, why are you doing that? You know, you spend more money, time, everything. What's funny is I did Well, I did I stopped. Wendy's. Say that again, Jess. So it's a pretty low bar for a life coach to get you to not go to Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I like Wendy's, but... Guess what? It didn't work that well because I ended up going to to a gas station. I got dinner there. Oh, great! <laughs> well, what did you but get at the gas those, station? I bet a bunch of fruits and vegetables, right? It was the Cumberland <laughs> Farms. They had like all kinds of cool snacks and stuff. I got like, dinner at a gas. They had like hot food there. It's like one of those big gas stations with hot food. I think you should have put that on a dating app. Where you know, I love I love to get dinner at a gas station. <laughs> yeah, you get those uh, one of those big ones with hot food, right? Yeah, you get yeah. They had I had an egg roll. It was oh. a good egg roll, and then they Robert De Niro went on a more comfortable date in a taxi driver than what Ryan's going to bring a girl on. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's it's way worse to take a girl to dinner at a gas station than it is to, to for a porn theater. Yeah, <laughs> you could combine the two. Yeah. I think now it'd be like a porn theater would be kind of cool though. No. No. There's one down still the street cool. from me. <laughs> it's I'm still gonna, not a good place I'm, to I'm take. I'm gonna represent oh. all women, Ryan, just for a moment. <laughs> just for you. Just for you. But you wouldn't want to be taken on a date to a porn theater, but some women probably uh, think it's cool. Uh, I think that's a projection. Yeah. yeah. But the I problem is all the I think the we, reason it, they wouldn't like it is because there's just a bunch of gay guys jacking each other off in those things now. Yeah. You know, I bet there's going to be like pre COVID, I bet there's was somewhere was like a high end porn theater that people actually took dates to. Cause like before burlesque was looked at as bad, 
and how people do it like at like fancy bars, you know? Yeah, or common. That's seen, true. Uh, and women, women go through a whole phase where they think it's cool to like fucking like Im- impress their man that they're as like scummy as he is. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a phase. Yeah, it never works. Like the whole, well, exactly. like, it like, doesn't exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't elicit respect from the yeah. man. They'll just start <laughs> like the girl. The girl will just start scratching her balls in front of everybody. <laughs> it's a really it's a really bitter pill when a woman realizes all the sleazy slutty stuff that she can do that will get her you know attention and action gets not only no respect but like loses respect mm. yeah really it's like until you find it out the hard way they become they become like Rodney Dangerfield they don't right. get any respect right, <laughs> right. I tell you, my boyfriend is took me to, to a porn theater. I don't know, but I have I have like a reverence for 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 women that are that sleep around a lot because because I think they might have sex with me. So I don't know if everybody that won't happen. Yeah, but what about after they have sex with you? How do you feel about them? Um, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. He doesn't get to that next step typically. Yeah. 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 Usually they're dead by that step. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have like a theme for this podcast? Is it like a thing or is it just a thing? Ryan comes up with segments. Yeah, we have a couple segments, and then sometimes we'll we'll uh, we'll go uh, pick topics beforehand, and sometimes we forget. Usually we just we just talk about whatever. But uh, you guys have any topics you want to talk about? Well, well, Ryan, you typically, and this is usually where the point in the show where I remind Ryan to to tell the guests that we do things a little differently around here in terms of intros. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Our our one segment Ryan always forgets about. (laughs) Yeah, the second segment I always remember. Um, We do things a little bit differently around here, Jess. Instead of instead of introducing the guests, we have the guests introduce themselves who are you oh that is fucking radical (laughs) (laughs) breaking new ground nick is calling me on my ipad i don't know how no that must be an old notification i think you have a haunted house jess because like the other day you texted me and i got the text twice and i feel like Oh no, that was I, I. I think I sent it twice. I think the first. Oh time really? I, oh, okay. Your number is six five one three four three eight three five, and I, it just. Oh yeah, just give that out on the podcast just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doxed. Yeah, um, he just doxed Nick. <laughs> you know what? I think we should do. I just thought of an idea. I think we should get Nick Torshawn on the podcast. So there's three Nicks, and then <laughs> nobody knows who's talking to who. <laughs> There'll be too many ickies. Too icky my wi-fi off yeah ipads are weird about notifications but yeah I, last time i called you was 15 minutes ago so i'm looking at my phone right now finally got through it okay so you want me to introduce myself yes, yes. please well 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 gentlemen <laughs> settle in and relax because <laughs> <laughs> My bio is long and extensive. Thank God. I don't want to talk a lot. Yeah. You shan't speak anymore tonight. 
Yay. Oh, that's good. She, Jess is going to do all the work for us. Hi. <laughs> my name is Jessica Porter. Otherwise, I was Jess doing comedy. I just call myself Jess because it's a nicer name than Jessica, which is a bitchy name. <laughs> um, and I'm from Canada. That big country where every American thinks they can just immigrate to if they emigrate to if they fucking just because they want to, which <laughs> you can't. Okay, we have an immigration policy, and it's not like oh Ryan who's uh, at the president. That's not top of the heap of the immigration. <laughs> like yeah, like if Trump got elected, I'm moving to Canada. Right. Such arrogant American bullshit. Now that said, I am now an American citizen as well, and I do love this country. So their border policy is a lot stricter than the U.S. In in some ways it is, in other ways I think it's not. But what, I think it's like, maybe it's less less racist, but more strict or something. Well, I think it just ha- like the last thing Canada needs is a bunch of entitled Americans who, four years later, upon the change of the administration, are just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, they don't want they don't want white You're people. Not they, refugees. Yeah. And Americans don't seem to get that when they don't like their president, that they're not, that doesn't are, qualify them as refugees. Are there like right-wing people that want to move to uh, to Canada because <laughs> Biden's president? <laughs> that would be funny. Would they go to Please? Canada? No, would they, they go to Canada? They're like, I fuck this, I'm going to Canada. They and then they realize that Mexico. then they, real, they don't know who Justin Trudeau is and they think, you know, it's a better place. And then they find out they're more liberal. They probably go to Sweden. Don't like a lot of Swedish people like uh, Trump. It's probably. Yeah. No, no, no. Sweet. The Swedes like Trump. Yeah, there's like one country in Europe that's like obsessed with Trump. It it's one one of the S countries, Sweden or Switzerland. I don't think oh, either of them like him particularly much, but Sweden just had to reverse their COVID policy recently because deaths are about four times higher in Sweden than they are per capita in any of their neighboring countries, Finland, Norway, Denmark. Well, that's, that's because the old people jump off of cliffs there. What? Say that again? I said that's because the old people jump off of cliffs there. It's from uh, Midsummer. Oh, yeah, Midsummer. Oh, yeah. my God, that movie was so crazy. That is a movie. I liked it. That was so crazy. Okay, back to me. Back to the intro. You young gentleman. Okay, mm-hmm. so I grew up in Canada. Well, let's start with grade one. That was a great year. Grade two. <laughs> um, then I came to university in the United States of America. And then Ooh, which one? I went to grad school in acting, but then I quit because I was like, I, this, I don't want to pretend to be other people. That's bullshit. <laughs> I was getting into health food and like all this healthy, groovy stuff. I did healthy, groovy stuff for like another 10 years. Got back into acting, wrote books, suddenly decided I, I could write a book, which was weird because I don't even read books. And I've written like seven books and I do stand up now. Wow, you're a real go getter. What, what kind of books did you write? My first book was about the macrobiotic diet. And then I wrote a book. Then I've, I've written books with a bunch of actresses. And I wrote my own second book called The Milk Diet. Ooh. didn't do well at all but i got a friend could use that he's a milk i heard i heard army army hammer was on the milk diet (laughs) (laughs) just mentioned mentioned like 40 minutes ago to me that army hammer 
like has good recipes i mean i know you're joking about him and milfs but like yeah well he he's uh he he had to get off of a movie because apparently he has like really weird dms where he's talks about how he took the uh beating heart out of a living thing and ate it no. and like he's a cannibal and stuff what he said yeah. he wasn't he, he was like you know he's like sexually attracted to eating women i'm right now and the dms <laughs> so this milf, milf diet book besides uh army hammer what is the milf diet oh it's like super duper healthy and the reason i wrote it was that i was in and among these women all through my 20s and 30s like my peers in the macrobiotic world which is like whole grains and vegetables and beans and seaweed and miso. It's like a, a modified Japanese diet. And these women like stayed young and beautiful and thin and had tons of babies and like just were incredibly vital and beautiful. And I thought, I want to like sell this diet as a way to age as a mm -hmm. woman. Um, oh. And, uh, but it didn't do well at all the, oh, the no. got the joke the canadians got the joke the americans the most like porn adult nation in the world could <laughs> not handle a woman using that word and like the the they were like where are the titties in this where's the stepmom <laughs> right. no but like the Barnes and noble guy who like bought cookbooks like refused to display it oh. he refused to let oh, the wow. producer, like buy space for it um i was supposed to be on uh what's it called access hollywood and they canceled because oh. uh, the nbc's like standards and practices said no and That's um so, so it just it just did miserably badly and i ended up and i, I lost a friendship over it which is a whole other story so what so, kind of recipes were in it like what, what was the best thing like, in the book? just you know like it was just like vegan shit i mean really yeah. i mean good vegan stuff and it's not macrobiotic diet is not expressly vegan actually but it does happen to be if you want it to be 100 vegan it is but most of the time it's like 98 vegan and are you vegan no i don't i'm not coming from like an animal rights place i eat probably plant-based food you know 28 days out of 30 yeah you sound like nick <laughs> i sound i sound like what like Nick Lightfire, he's he usually eats plant based food, but sometimes he'll cheat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. I smoke plant based. I'm not like a doctor vegan. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow. So Army Hammer's really in hot water right now. Yeah. He's yeah. In... Did you look up? Yeah, he's really in hot water, but not as much as his victims. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. wait, what did he say? Genuinely sorry for referring to family clad woman in video as Miss Cayman. Genuinely, I don't get it. But I'm his victims by that you mean anybody that's seen Lone Ranger. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, he had uh, some weird uh, tweets. I'll read one of them while masturbating. No, no, I'm not going to do that. We have ladies here. Oh yeah, sorry. I usually do that when there's no ladies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, okay, here's one by Army Hammer. Oh my god, that just made me so hard, and it makes me confused as to why. 
Is that even possible? So hard thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling it when it beats. I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart of a living animal before and eaten it while it's still warm. Well, he wrote that on Instagram? No, he sent that to a message to a lady. Yeah, he he sent it in a DM. And she made it public? Yes. He had a lot of messages like that. So he's in uh, hot water. He's um, more like quasi-cannibal messages to other women? Yep. Or I I think it was one woman. I like how he said he was 100% a cannibal. <laughs> like, no so, doubt about it. <laughs> I so he denied people. all this stuff. And I think yeah. at first, like, people uh, believed that, that it was fake. But then his ex came out and said that he is really weird and he's into these kind of weird sh- shit, like uh, cannibal foreplay and stuff and rape fantasy or whatever stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer that he's like a total freak. It's not an attractive kind of freak. You know what I mean? Yeah, we were saying in the last episode uh, that when a guy is like that hot, they 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 can become like bored with sex because they can just get laid whenever. So they get into some freaky shit. That's true. That makes perfect sense. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like it's not healthy to have women just throw themselves at you your whole life. You have to you have to curdle on some level. And that's why I am extremely well adjusted. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what was what was his like claim to fame? Like besides Lone Ranger, that's the only movie I know he's in. Uh, the, I think the first thing he was really big in was the Social Network. He played the oh, okay. Winklevoss twins. Right. Yeah, I I only heard about those guys recently because I I started investing in crypto and I heard they. They became billionaires off crypto because they sued Facebook and then they made their like a hundred times the money from the lawsuit. And they're like billionaires now from Bitcoin. By the way, I keep on calling him Arlie Ermy, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> it's Army Hammer. Yeah, Army. Arlie Ermy is totally a different guy. Yeah, he's and dead. He's, he, he's not, I don't think he's into an amazing movie called Call Me, Call Me by Your Name. And oh, yeah, where he was having sex with uh, that Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Oh. Didn't he like fuck a fruit or something in the movie? I didn't see it, but I heard there was a fruit. Timothy fuck. Chalamet fucks a peach in it, but Army Hammer. Well, Timothy Chalamet really steals that whole movie. I mean, Timothy Chalamet is an amazing actor, but Amy yeah. Army Hammer was good. It's sad because I saw that movie like three times in forty-eight hours. You know how? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I did that with Moonlight too, where you see a movie and you have to see it again the next day. Mm-hmm. So huh. good. Yeah, there that happens to me sometimes too. Yeah. Wait. So he he fucked. That happened with Wonder Woman in 1984. I watched it five times in a row. Well, he, so Chalamet is he, like this oversexed teenager. Not oversexed, but it's just like a horny teen in in this yeah. like summer of love. It's a coming of age movie. It's in Italy. It's the most sensuous movie you've ever seen, and it's this like sweaty summer afternoon, and he's madly in love with Army Hammer, and they've been fooling around but he Ar- army hammer's not there right now so timothy chalamet is like incredibly horny and there's this <laughs> peach in the room and he kind of like gets off on the peach it's not oh i thought i thought arlie or uh army hammer fucks the peach and i was like geez this guy has it all ass backwards he fucks fruit that would have been i think <laughs> you know people were mad about the age difference in that movie because they said he looks like a young kid in army was like 10 years older than him 
But could you imagine how mad people would have been if it was Arlie Ermy? Full <laughs> 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 metal jacket. <laughs> I don't know if he was. I think he might have still been alive when that movie came out. I don't. I don't, I don't see any horns, boy. <laughs> hey, hey, do you do you suck dicks, Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, I had to look him up, uh, Jess. He's the guy who was a character actor, often played a drill sergeant. He was in Full Metal Jacket, who would yell a lot. I love uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. yeah, he's a drill sergeant. He was in Saving Silverman too. Yeah. He played, which is uh, funny. Gay, he played the gay football coach in Saving Silverman. He was that actually falls with, uh, Jack Black. He was actually a consultant on oh, uh, Full Metal Jacket for like how the military actually is, and he was like training the actor that was supposed to play that role. And Cooper and just he, like he said he was hey. like he's so good. Yeah, yeah. He's like let's just have him be the the actual dude. <laughs> And what's crazy is there's a lot of people in the military that said that's how drill instructors actually are. That's how they were in Vietnam. Now they're they're not like that. They can't even swear. Yeah, now they can't just cuss and, and say racial slurs and stuff like that like they did back then. I mm. was in Nam. They weren't that bad. Yeah. You were in Nam? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think she's kidding. How are you guys? I don't think you were in Were you really in Nam? I don't think you are I was not in Nam. But I had a friend, a young friend who's probably now 35, and we had, went to acting class together. Her name's Britt Morgan, and she's really beautiful and cool and a really fucking good actress. And we were really close friends. And she was like, I feel like we were some cool, like, lesbian lovers and in another lifetime in the 60s. <laughs> I, was like, I was born in the 60s. She's like, what? You can just hear wow. Freak out. That's funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. She was having sex with your your baby. Yeah, you had a baby. Yeah. No, she's she's a great actress. <laughs> um, so I got some bad news for you guys. Uh, what? what? Um, Parlor is back online. Oh. Okay. I thought he was gonna say we weren't recording this whole time, and I was no, like, I, no, 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 that. So that's why worry. Nick okay. is in charge of recording. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? This parlor being back online is uh, they have uh, uh, a Russian Federation is is supporting well, the uh, wow. Well, you got to get your haircut somewhere. They're using their their server. You can't get it on mobile. But the servers, Amazon dropped them. So the Russian Federation, and they said it's going to be harder to. Uh, uh, surveil these uh, like these plannings of uh, crazy people like storming capitals and shit with that. Nice. I like this. I like the sound you know, of this. me off most about Parlor. What's it's that? Bad. It should be pronounced Parlay, you stupid American. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, know what Parlay means? Are these guys like secretly like into, into fashion and they want to go to the beauty parlor? And they yeah. want to get their hair did. Very yeah. <laughs> but it means to speak in French. We know that, right? <laughs> no, I thought, that was, I, thought a par, I thought parlay had something to do with sports bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that pro- well parlay probably spelled P-A-R-L-A-Y. Yeah, different spelling. Yeah, that's how you spell it. But uh, parlor, as in parlay, that this, the way parlor spells it means speak. It means to speak. And I just hate that we call it parlor. It's just so dumb. And they said the other uh, alt-right uh, social network is called Gab. 
I know. And that's so girl. It's like a 12 year old girl name. I know. It's like a couple girls gabbing. And so the names are just so funny for these. Well, things. that's like the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys sounds like a boy band. You know, yeah. they, aren't they named name. after a musical? They're, they're named after a song from Aladdin. No. No way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where they got their name from. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, as a member, that's where that's what my vote was for. <laughs> <laughs> I want I Proud Boys. Documentary. Are you guys golf people? No. I, I want. No. Is it like Last Dance? Um, it's not as good as Last Dance. Oh, okay. Because the oh, thing Jess? about Tiger, I mean, Last Dance at least had, you know, you had more than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Rodman was great. And, and Pippen, I like Tiger. Pippen. And the worst thing Tiger ever did was have back pain and fuck women. You know? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like, I mean, if it was a really in-depth documentary, it would basically be, sound like it would be like a porno. <laughs> well, it is a good documentary. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it's no Last Dance. I, I prefer Last Dance. Okay. I don't I'll, I'll watch, any, watch it. I don't watch any sports documentaries. I didn't even... I kind of like the OJ doc, but I didn't finish it. I only watched like one episode. Last that Dance was great. The OJ doc was a beast. I mean, that was like yeah. seven hours. Yeah, I like his his appearance in The Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Naked Gun 3. OJ, OJ had a life like Princess Diana, where he lived through like five different archetypes in mm-hmm. one lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, when did Princess Diana like, like kill his kill uh, her husband. <laughs> well, she almost brought down the royal family, so she came close. That's true. But, you know, she was like the virgin, the princess, the, like, spurned wife, the witch, the... She was like an activist. Yeah, exactly. And then the martyr. And he well, was... Like, I mean, OJ was like the hero of... I mean, he was a huge... He was like... This, he, was, he was hosting SNL. He was on movies. Oh, my God. Commercials. Everybody loved OJ until he killed his wife. Then people were like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if I approve. I mean, if it wasn't, well, and the Jewish waiter. So it's like the wife and Jewish waiter. And they're like, whoa, that's too much. I mean, the wife, we'd still love OJ, but the. On some the, level, we understand with the wife. I don't mean she deserved it, but I mean, like, you're right. That <laughs> yeah, but why did, did you too. kill this they waiter? They did like a random dude who didn't do anything to him. And he was gay. They weren't even fucking. Right. I wonder if he knew that. I he probably didn't. He probably was like all high on drugs. He probably was just in a, a rage fury. I mean, like he really all, like he almost cut her head off. Yeah, all, all guys feel like, like that, right? Nick, you have a girlfriend. Guys Goldman. feel like that, right? Yeah, all the time. He was a waiter at a restaurant OJ went to all the time. I have a feeling oh. OJ probably recognized him. Oh, Goldman, yeah. 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 What about Cato? Kato Kalen. He's kind of cute. Do you guys remember? Were you even alive for the OJ trial? I don't remember. Yeah, I was I was only like five, but I remember watching it on TV. I have no memory of it. I was technically alive. I actually I kind of remember watching the car chase. I was like five. That's one of my first memories. <laughs> one of my Wait, first memories was, it? was uh, Nixon's resignation. Oh 94. Seventy two. I'm pretty sure my first like news story that I remember was uh, the Clinton impeachment, and like I just didn't understand what was going on, but I knew he was getting impeached, and that was bad. Right. right. But you didn't know what a blowjob was at the time. 
No, I didn't know why he was getting impeached. I just knew that he lied. <laughs> yep. Nick, what was your first news? Gosh, uh, it sounds so passe, so uh, ridiculous, but I think 9-11 might be my first news memory. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, you were kind of, you. I mean, you were like how old then? Uh, I was nine. Oh, you're only nine? Yeah, well, my parents were always watching the news when I was growing up, so I remember yeah. earlier than that. I remember, I remember the, the 2000 election. You don't remember Columbine? No. I vaguely remember it. I feel like Jess had a good zinger, but Ryan always barrels over everybody. I said, remember, oh, I was... Nick, Nick grew up in a closet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a good uh, access to TV back then. Oh, man. Too bad. It's such a good world to be gay in, though, compared to when I was. Oh, night and day. Even, frankly, even when I was growing up, like I remember how uh, I remember vividly my dad made a comment about a gay flight attendant to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, like my parents ostensibly, like they have a friend who's gay and they, they both had one or two friends who were gay, you know, but like not good, not, not the best friends. Right. Uh, but anyway, he made a comment about a, a flight attendant to me. I must have been eight years old, I think, and something like that. And he said, I bet he plucks his eyebrows. And <laughs> even though like I was lacking so much context, I knew just what he meant, you know? Yeah. Because you know what a gay person is when you're eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mean pluck his eyebrows like he has he has nice brows. Maybe I was 11. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it was... Uh, anyway, that was like uh, my... Uh, that's not a great singer, though, from your dad. No. And it wasn't to the guy. It was just to me. My, oh. my dad would always use the phrase queer as a $3 bill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a big one. Yeah. Did you did you tell Jess what happened when you were t- what happened when you asked your dad about pegging over the holidays? <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, oh, why, why don't you just take a dick in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I, I taught both my parents about pegging. My mom Googled it to make sure it was an actual thing. Uh, like, just did not understand it. They, they, they don't understand that you could have a girl do it to you and it's not gay. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had a gay admirer when I was huh. growing up because my dad was quite a handsome man. And this guy was a bit of a stalker and he would call. And, you know, like, there used to be a thing called obscene phone calls and it would be somebody often a stranger just calling and hoping that like a young girl picks up and then you like say creepy shit oh. um, this is before like caller id yeah and my dad had this stalker slash admirer who would call and uh you know breathe heavily into the phone or like say stuff to dad if dad picked up the phone and my dad was such a straight guy and such an oblivious straight guy like uh-huh. he just didn't give a shit at all he was just like Ugh. You know, it was a pain in the ass, but whatever. <laughs> one time, the guy sent him this underwear, these like tidy whitey underpants <laughs> that had a picture of a rooster right over the cross. Wow. Oh, like a like, cock. It said super cock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those are kind of, that's a cool gift, though. Well, yeah. Dad just wore them, you know, around the house sometimes. And we were uh, like, Dad, why are you wearing those? He's like, well, they're their underwear they're like clean underwear <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i if somebody gave me that, that kind of underwear i would definitely wear it hey, did he keep the picture of the rooster on it oh yeah i mean it was like yeah, what do you, how, how do you take it off 
It was not. It is, I mean, it it's was embroidered into the underwear. It was like a t-shirt. Like you couldn't. Oh, it was. It was okay. Got it. I thought it may have been like a cutout from a magazine. No, 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 no. It was. I see. I mean, underwear. This guy had probably picked up at some like cheap head shop. And sure. Right. So, are you are you unfamiliar with dirty underwear, Nick? Like with dirty words on it. I have. Uh, I bought me undies uh, way back, like ten years ago, listening to Mark Barron. You know, uh, I got the yeah. promo code, and uh, or maybe it was from the Tim Ferriss show. But either way, uh, let's see. Do I have on some now? They have. Uh, they have just like a weird random pattern, but some of them have on like a barbecue, like a summertime one. There's one that's like a road trip one with a map. But no, I don't have anything with like a barn. You don't, barn you don't have anything vulgar, anything vulgar. No, no any vulgarity whatsoever. No. Like juicy bitch on the no, back. I'm, I'm not. Hey, did, you, did you have uh, um, sweaty balls with them or did they actually work? Uh, they do work. Yeah, they, they uh, stay quite cool. I mean, you know, they don't bunch up or anything. They're good. They're comfortable. But are they better than like average boxers? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least they're they're as advertised, unlike the my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that in any other century, Nick would have been like a prince, and the rest of us would have all just been like serfs. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. I have these underwear. I have these underwear that say on it says on the back, "Overnight Dick Deposit Box." <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend has a pair of boxers right, that says "This guy's in front." My stalker, Nick Porcelino, sent those to me. Yeah, they're all for you. I, I also call you and breathe heavily into the phone. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so let's get back to, you got any more introduction stuff? And by the way, I think once we're done with your introduction, we'll actually, by the time we reach current day, yeah. uh, we'll be at the end of all of our lives. So that's how this timeline will work out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm at I'm at current day. What do I? I mean, there's a pandemic. I do nothing. Well, you've been you've been doing comedy for a while. I've been doing comedy for a few years, I guess, if you include. Like, but I've been a performer of some kind since I was a kid. And yeah. So, but I love comedy. It's the best thing ever. And I'm the best. It's up there. Ever. Yeah. Jess has, I've seen her absolutely crush. She always does, but I've seen her crush in the comedy store original room on a Friday night. And, oh, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to watch because she has total control of the stage. Oh, that's awesome. I fucking yank the audience members by their fucking collars and spit in their faces. Uh, Oh, that's they don't expect it. Pull an army hammer with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love, I just, I just, I think comedy, you know, it's so funny because when I first took a comedy class in like 2022 or 20, 2002. In- <laughs> 2022. I'm like, you took one in the future? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But I remember thinking like, I mean, my whole life, well, people would say that acting was art and, you know, comedy was art. And I was like, that is such bullshit. It's just a bunch of egomaniacs like myself, <laughs> like getting off on the attention. I literally thought that. And of course, obviously there is that component, but, but now that I'm older and I'm an old, old woman, I'm just like, wow. You know, it's funny. The older you get, the more you appreciate these really simple things that you've taken for granted your whole life like oh my god how does a car work or whatever you know like you just you know oh oh my god we started america how crazy um Mm -hmm. but with comedy i just think 
especially now that we are all just these douchebags with phones in our hands <laughs> yeah have like the balls to get up on stage in front of live human beings i mean we have like an allergy to other human beings lately yeah and i mean people like Chappelle love- have an advantage too why because they could get people to put their phones in a in a lockbox because they're yes. fans. Yes. Although, I mean, you can't take a picture at the comedy store. You'll get in trouble. Like they're, you know, like most people don't have their phones out at better clubs. Yeah, uh, the door guys will like uh, will come and yeah. grab, like grab, like yell at them, and if they do it again, they kick them out. But like uh, the uh, um, if you're at an open mic, like a regular open mic, like Nick. Lindsmeyer's mic or at like Bert's back room rest in peace yeah. everybody will be on their phones and uh, half the people will be on their phones so they're not paying attention to your set Unlike a, if you're doing a big show and during the open mics at the comedy store you can be on your phone in the in the room yeah yeah like, uh, most people are yeah yeah Jess and I have both had the honor of uh, doing those Goes on Friday night, and and I don't know if you got somebody to record yours, Jess, but uh, Christina was nice enough to record me, uh, even though you know it's not usable. I, I'm not going to post video inside there. At least it's it's a nice memento for myself. Yeah, Christina Cool. No, it, Christina Mansky. Oh, I have recorded myself. It would be actually fun to listen to them. I haven't listened to them in such a long time. Oh, I haven't either. The, I mean, the, the two big pains for me of the pandemic, because otherwise my life hasn't changed all that much, is not doing live stand-up mm-hmm. and not being able to go to, to Canada and see my family. But uh, but the not, yeah, I miss it. I just miss yeah. a room full of people. You're not even allowed to record people at the open mics at uh, the Hollywood Improv. I remember Callie and Welsh would do like crazy stuff stunts on stage and everybody would like record him and then they would like I got yelled at for trying like recording his set or like his yeah at the improv. That's a shame. Really? I thought yeah. I might have recorded one of your sets at the improv, Ryan. You probably did. They usually don't say anything but sometimes they'll yell at you or Rita will okay. say something. I I've recorded like in my pocket just audio at the improv. Nice. Yeah. I do that <laughs> when I go on stage, yeah. Yeah. Somebody so, said that it's really hard to get a tape at Flappers. No, it's like a hundred bucks. You gotta pay. You have to pay them. You can't do yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can't even record your own set. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting with the the uh, so-called storming of the Capitol, which is not to minimize it. It was a real thing, but like as soon as I saw that it was a bunch of fucking yahoos with their phones up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as there were, like, iPhones involved, you're just like, whoa, yeah. this is so not the front revolution. You know what I mean? It was just so... <laughs> they were just trying to get clout on the on the internet and their right way the, to support, support The best groups. part ever is they won't even wear masks to conceal their identities. Yeah, like, yeah so I, love, I love how most of them got busted because they were posting on social media yeah. about doing a, a, a major felony. Yeah, they were Bring literally in. just bragging Bring about crime into a made. federal building and beating up cops, and they're like, "Well, oh, check this out." Yeah, one of the guys, this guy, Big Alaska's in jail now, and he he yeah. tried to call, call Donald Trump on the uh, on the uh, Congress phone, and uh, he's like, "Oh, yeah, Trump wants to talk to us right now." 
That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, apparently, I saw this on a YouTube video, so who knows if it's true, but the guy was saying that the Capitol has its own cell phone network. And hmm. so to step into the Capitol with a device on your person, regardless of what you do with it, is for them to have all your data. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like to just wow. on the premises, you are immediately pinging off towers that know who you are and your address. And that's why people got on no-fly lists immediately, practically. Huh. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Remind me to never set foot in the Capitol. Yeah, exactly. They're going to they're gonna yeah, find thought, all my... So tomorrow is Trump's last day in office. Bye-bye, uh -huh. motherfucker. Oh, my God. I made a commitment the day that he was... Uh, not a, maybe inaugurated. I can't remember if it was elected or inaugurated, but to meditate for half an hour a day every day mm. that he's president. And tomorrow will be the last day. Wow. Although <laughs> I, say, I probably missed like, I think I probably missed somewhere between 30 and 50 days of it. Oh. Um, was, was your mantra four more years? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's trying to meditation needs to be said in quotes because there were days when i did it like watching tv you know what i mean like i just yeah. relaxed the shit oh i like that type of meditation yeah it's really you meditate on his head exploding <laughs> meditate on his head exploding yeah like sp trump spontaneous he goes to do a speech and he spontaneously combusts. Yeah. like that arc of the covenant was opened in front of him yeah it just looks it just looks like pumpkin pie everywhere <laughs> I'm really surprised that he never faced any assassination attempts. That's yeah, because everybody that likes him has guns. The sad thing is, like fucking uh, Biden already having people wanting to kill him. Yeah. He's not even president yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it goes to show. I love that. Yeah. It goes to show. Kind of means yeah. nothing, like grammatically, but it does. Yeah. It goes to show. It just means these. Some of these people in the country are dumb. One of my I favorite expressions recently is. Uh, I heard. I don't know why. I've heard it more and more in the last couple months, but I've heard people say maybe three or four times, "It's like anything." Oh, w w you know, how does that work? Oh, it's like anything. You you put it in the oven, and you know. Huh. But they say it in many many contexts. Like, yeah, I. Yeah, oh, what I I've like lately is that I found I discovered what the word insurrection means. Yeah. Oh, good. For you. Yeah, it's not something you have in your pants in the morning. I was going to um, no. <laughs> So a lot of people have been saying, hang Mike Pence. What do you guys think? Do you agree or disagree? <laughs> Take Mike well, Pence? No, yeah, that's what they were all saying. Hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. Oh, take, I thought you said take it's, my pets. I'm like, it's different people? from what, uh, it turns out it's different from what Lindsey Graham has been praying for all these years, which is hung Mike Pence. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's he wants distinct. to appear in his uh, hotel room. Very yeah. hung. I think that's probably happened. Who knows? <laughs> Well, Mike Pence isn't allowed to be with women alone, so he's probably resorted to guys. Yeah. Okay. I said we were going to do this, and let's do it. Um, <laughs> good I'm good not call. Sure doing, but, uh, Jess has a podcast where she uh, has people say what they're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we said we we're going to do a few of them. Right. Let's do a mini one. Okay, yeah. Let me tell you about my podcast. It's called yeah. The List with Jess Porter. And I talk to my guests for like 10 minutes and then we launch into a gratitude list and we go back and forth 
I start, then the other person mentions, and we, we talk about the thing that we're grateful for um, in, in a little bit of detail. In fact, I'm going to be interviewing Nick on it soon. So Ooh. it goes like this, but let's go around. Let's go me, Ryan, Nick. Oh, wait. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> two Nicks. Yeah. Um, so I'll start. Okay. I am grateful for this TV that I got. I went to Best Buy and paid under $400 for like a 55 inch TV. Mm. And I just feel like I have a little movie theater in my house. Like mm -hmm. it just, it's the most satisfying screen. The, 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 the distance I have my couch from the screen is perfect. It just kind mm -hmm. of like completely absorbs your whole brain when you're watching something on it. It's still, because it's new, has like great color. It's a mm -hmm. smart TV. And I just got to say, on a totally material and pretty superficial level, I really love my TV. Mm. That's my first thing. Nice. Yeah. I'm grateful for uh, this beverage that I've been drinking for the last several years. It's called coffee. I love that shit. <laughs> nice. Why? Why? Go into it, Ryan. Tell us I, I like. I don't. I don't like high, high coffee. I like iced coffee. I think it tastes really good. I like cold brew. I like getting a lot of caffeine in my system, and I like drinking coffee at night or in the day or whatever. It's just a good pick me up, and it also I like it's refreshing. And uh, I have my Keurig. You can make it whenever you want. And I know Nick's anti Keurig because of the plastics, but I like the Keurig a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how, what you're thankful for. You're also very considerate, and like I. I'm thankful for this, but even though Nick doesn't like it, but I still <laughs> like it. Yeah, you can mention if you mention anything that's remotely a bad habit around Nick, he will automatically try to try to get you to fucking not have a bad habit, even if it's mildly unhealthy. Well, too. there was some most there's some guidance from the FDA out in the last year that showed that plastics, uh, when they're heated up like that, they disrupt your endocrine system. And my mom and my dad got cancer and my mom has uh immune system issues and both are related to that so it, it hits a little close to home you know yeah I but, understand. yeah even though uh this will come off as possibly schmaltzy and it will be immediately contradicted by, by what i just said i am grateful for my friends i'm grateful for you people because Aww. you i mean i don't know what i i would have you know would have killed myself this year if not for friends and uh, being able to do comedy with you guys and the, just the level of intimacy and uh, you know the, the amount of detail that you can go into stuff with comic friends is so much greater than with like any other friends even friends I've known for a, a long time you might have different memories with them like friends from high school and stuff but I feel like you can really dive deep into your emotional state with comic friends and I'm I, I couldn't be more grateful for that. That's that's sweet. That was that was really touching. Yeah, I liked I liked that one, but that was the one I was gonna say next. Uh, <laughs> well, I I have a real issue now because I was gonna say I'm real thankful for my beverage here, but Ryan already. Took well, listen, that. I'm grateful for arguments, okay? <laughs> well, your beverage. Hey, isn't your your favorite beverage is different than coffee though? You can talk about that. Uh, well, my beverage right now is a blue moon, but it's empty, so I'm actually not grateful for it right now. You're mad I at would, it? 
I'm pretty mad at it. I would be grateful if uh, my special lady friend got me another one. <laughs> <laughs> Is she in the room? No, she's in the next room. I could just bang on the wall. Maybe she'll she'll get the picture. <laughs> Need genuine gratitude here, and not dependent on the enslavement of a woman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. She's not she's not figuring it out. So, are you grateful for your lady friend? Or I don't want to give you an idea, but what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? I, and then I was going to say I was grateful for my my comic friends, but Nick stole that answer. <laughs> And those are the only two things I'm grateful for. So I'm really shit out of luck. Hey, we got, I think we're doing a cut. We're doing at least one more after this. Yeah. Oh, we got another round? Yeah, you got yeah, to get the high going. It's a high, but you got to build. Okay, uh, come back to me. I, this is like ordering. Uh, too much pressure. <laughs> okay, I'm next. I, too, and you're allowed to double down on people's previous gratitudes, other Nick. Okay. I, too, oh, okay. for comedy people, because with comedy people... I don't necessarily feel the emotional intimacy as much. I mean, you know, I agree with Nick that that's there, but I just feel free. I just feel like there's nothing I can't mm, say yeah. to mm -hmm. comedy people. And you, it makes you realize that in regular conversations, there's some part of you that's editing. Yeah. And it's not like this Nazi editor, but it's just society. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, you, you remain within the guardrails of like yes. civilized conversation. But with comics you don't have to and you can yell at them and i mean i have a card game every week with three friends and we just yell at each other like you <laughs> fucking cunt <laughs> so it's great i mean they're not comedy people but i have the same freedom with them and um it's not like i enjoy the freedom to abuse individuals it, i have like the freedom to like let the shadow be released and let all that just bullshit pressure that we all carry around with us let go mm -hmm. so thank, nice. you. thank you for listening yeah ryan's turn okay i'm grateful um for uh i got the vaccine the first shot uh recently i'm really lucky my dad's a nurse and they had a lot of nurses refuse to take the vaccine so they had extra they didn't want to waste so they gave it to the family members too and so i got my first shot so i'm I didn't think I would get it that early, and uh, normally I wouldn't, but uh, I think that opens up. Might be able to do some traveling this year, maybe go back to L.A. a little earlier. I am grateful for all the comedy people. It's the one group that I really fit in with, and I've only been doing it in a couple of years, but I'm really grateful for all these people, including present company included. Oh, thanks. Well, I want to start off with a caveat to that last one, a little asterisk to say that I wouldn't, uh, my family is definitely also preventing me from killing myself. So I'll say that you know, it was a tough year for a lot of people, but I love them. So even without comedy friends, but anyway, I love uh, LA's uh, nature, just the ability to go out and hike. Uh, hiking has really kept my mental health in check. Just even just once a week to get a dose of nature, leave my apartment and absorb all the visually absorb all the trees and to breathe in uh, the terpenes and all the chemicals that the trees emit. They call it forest bathing in Japan, but it's just so uh, relaxing and restorative. And I feel such a feeling of calm and uh, just like peace after that, because I'll have exercised and taken all this in 
and shower, you know, I'll stretch and shower. And then I just, after that, I feel like, Oh, it's, it's terrific. I'm not going to make fun of that answer, even though I want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a, a good thing. This is a grateful thing we got going yeah. on. Don't make fun of his bougie answer. <laughs> yeah. Hiking isn't bougie. It's free. Or the for the forest bathing thing really, uh, yeah, yeah. that also make fun <laughs> of that was very make fun of them all. And listen, I may or may not have sex with the trees along the trail. Maybe that's why I have such a release. But hey, that's, that why, you have, that's why you have all those trees in your house, huh? They're your lovers. They they give good wood. What can I say? Go ahead. All right, all right, Nick. Oh. You got to do. You got to do two now. So okay, keep going. okay. I'm really thankful for. Uh, I texted my my roommate Noah to get me another beer, and he he's done it. He's brought me another beer. So I am thankful for Noah bringing me the beer. And I'm also thankful for the beer because without the beer, we wouldn't be able to get through the next final segment. Yes, but we have one more gratitude. I think, I think just oh, that we okay. want to do three of them. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll do three. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Um, I'm really grateful for this house that I bought. Oh mm. my God. I bought a house. Like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Homeownership. No Where? Say that again. No, I said most people can't get a house in LA. That's pretty cool. Well, it's in a trailer park. Oh, even cooler. That's why I could afford it. And nice. all I say is like, don't be too snotty to look at a trailer park when you want to buy a house because yeah. the house is fantastic. Especially in a cool location like Los Angeles. There's a trailer park in LA? It's in Woodland Hills. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm 18 minutes from the beach, and I live under a beautiful eucalyptus tree, and I have 500 square feet of outdoor space on a deck, and it is more than I could have ever imagined owning in LA. And uh, yeah, so love my house, love my house, love my house. I wake up every morning going like, you know, you come out of sleep, and you kind of have to like reboot your whole life. You're like, am mm -hmm. I nine or 19 or 90? I don't know. <laughs> and then I wake up and I look around. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in this amazing house. And it just woof, makes me nice. Suffer. Yeah. I'm really grateful for TV and movies. I really enjoy when a good show or movie comes out. Mm. Or to watch old movies from the 70s yeah. and 80s. Those are good too. But I've already seen most of the movies. <laughs> so. I'd like to be I'm grateful for the ones I haven't seen that I'll get to see. Do it all. After the gratitude list, Ryan, what your favorite movies are, but let's. Yeah. And I'll be interested to hear. If you're, have you watched the Phil Spector movie on HBO? I did. I just watched it today. Oh, I, I'm, I'm like halfway through it. It's, it's, it's okay. I like Al. Al is just. Al. Al's I, fine. Yeah. I'll do a, just a pre grateful. I'm pre grateful. Because it's not a big enough one, but I love Al Pacino, and I've—he's one of my all-time favorite actors since I was a kid. But uh, I, I'm really grateful for uh, books that can make me laugh out loud. I've been really reading it slowly and like putting it down and not picking it up for weeks at a time. But I'm—I'm I'm reading a book called *Confederacy of Dunces*. Um, it is—it was written in 1980, came out posthumously. This guy's mom published it. And I think the world can be very grateful she did because it's so funny. It uh, I laugh on basically every single page reading it. Wow. 
yeah. stand of time? Yeah, I think it does. I just saw a post on Instagram that the New Yorker posted saying, oh, it can be problematic at times. Does it stand the test of time? Honestly, they can go fucking shove it. They've never written <laughs> anything like that. I mean, it's the funniest book I've ever read. Colin Quinn, one of my favorite comics, one of the smartest comedians ever. Uh, he, he has read it over and over and over again for 40 years. And I can understand why it it's absolutely brilliant. And it, it, it frankly is from a guy who's, you know, a, a flawed character. The guy killed himself at 31 years old, but uh, it, yeah, I just, I recommend that book cause it's so, um, so, so funny and, and profound. It actually deals with class and race and gender issues. And, and obviously not everything is perfect. Uh, a book that's over 40 years old, but I think it, it's very fair minded. And I have a, a black friend who likes it. I have a white friend who people like, if you understand the perspective, you, I think you'll appreciate it. I'm not a huge reader, but uh, I might check it out. Is it, I I'm paying for audible. I don't even want to pay for audible, but I haven't uh, unpaid for it. I, I feel like I, I, I absorb most books audible too, or a combination, but this is a book that I, I think you should probably get paperback just because you'll like need to take a break laughing. It's that funny. Oh, wow. I'll have to check it out. Nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Is it my, my turn? Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm thankful that um, I don't have any major deformities <laughs> only because like when I see somebody with a major deformity, I can't help but look at it. And, and then I feel weird. Like, should I look away or should I like look at it like a, it's not there or should I, I don't know it's just a big deal and i'm happy i don't make people uncomfortable like that you're happy you don't have a, a third uh sixth finger like this guy at the at the hotel that checked me in this indian guy exactly yeah one yeah. time i saw a guy with a, a thumb that was like midway down his arm and that was disturbing well you had a real long thumb no like the thumb was like on his wrist oh you mean the thumb was in the wrong place yeah, could you thumb was in the wrong a, place. Could you imagine you got to... a cock for a thumb and a thumb for a cock? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, you're grateful that you don't have one. Had his penis attached to his arm. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, yeah, there was a guy. I think his is like he lost his penis and they were able to regrow one on his arm. Yes, yes. I Whoa, that. that's so weird. Yeah, I think Mark yeah. Norman or somebody wrote a tweet about it. This man's penis, quote, fell off due to sepsis. Doctors grew a new one on his arm. Yeah. Oh, now, what is, what is this sepsis that I should be terrified of? It's <laughs> like an infection. It's like a, a, you know how you can get, a, a cut can get infected? It's yeah. when infection goes to your bloodstream. Okay. okay. And that's why today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Don't use <laughs> garden shears for trimming your ball hair. Use the Manscaped 2.0. Because I'm terrified of te- testicular torsion. Because I, I trim, know two people that your, have had it, and it's awful. Trim your, trim your arm pubes. <laughs> I just love that you said the sentence. I'm terrified of testicular torsion. That's a yeah, good it, sentence. It's te- it's scary. Like one day you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden your balls hurt, and then you got to get surgery like immediately. Oh, I've never How heard of that. Happen. It, it's just it, sometimes it happens when you get kicked in the nuts real hard, and it, yeah. sometimes it just happens. Like or you, a lot of times, it happens in your sleep. You just turn a weird way. Whoa. Yeah. So you just um, mentioned earlier that that guy, that author, 
kill himself when he was 31. Mm-hmm. I only have a few months left. I'm getting old. I only have a few months left to kill myself when I'm 31. Yeah. Nice. Good call. Yeah. You'll be in the 31 club. 31 club, like that one <laughs> author. Not the 27 <laughs> club. Yeah. Hey, um, but I do I did do have my first gray beard hair today. I saw a gray beard hair. <laughs> I haven't seen one before. So I had a gray one. Yeah, it's weird how early gray can come in. I remember my first gray hair, sort of my mid thirties, the one like you know where everyone, someone else noticed it. It was that noticeable, which was really disturbing. But I've always really been glad I didn't have balls. I would worry uh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah, gray pubes. We all get them. I know. <laughs> you got those. But I mean, having balls isn't it like? I mean, they're outside. They're so ugh. They're vulnerable. They're, yeah. they're, yeah, they're really in the worst spot. Okay, yeah. one more one more thing to discuss before we get to the final segment. Oh, Ian Russo just oh. posted on Instagram. I'm looking right now. 11 out of zero, baby. Coronavirus negative. How is he, why is he taking so many COVID tests? <laughs> because he wants to beat Corona 11 times. And does he know he how was- inaccurate those tests he's taking yeah. are? Like, by the way, did we all see that Curative, which is a startup founded by like a 26-year-old that LA paid $65 million for tests so far? It turns out uh, their tests are very inaccurate, so inaccurate that the FDA doesn't even tell us how inaccurate they are. They just say, oh don't, trust, don't trust the results. Yeah, also, they, don't, they don't want us to know that none of the tests are accurate. So, so if Ian got COVID, that, then it would be eleven to one, and he's going to act like he's still winning. Like COVID, yeah. like yeah, COVID only won once. I'm all yeah, of a sudden. I, I only got it <laughs> once. I beat it eleven times. I feel like he really wants to get COVID if he's testing himself eleven times. Yeah, he's just waiting to get it with that, with no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Or well, either that, or he's really like still in open mics. <laughs> Have you guys been tested? One time, yeah, just once for me. I'm getting a immunity test because I didn't, I didn't know that was going to coincide with my vaccine. But I have to get blood work, and they're going to put an immunity test. So I'll, when they do that test, I'll know if the vaccine's working. Yeah, you need nice. antibodies. Antibody, yeah, same thing. Immunity test. So he'll close the okay, loop on. Here's the final, final well, segment. This is. Briefly, Ryan, uh, to close the loop on uh, what Jess asked, favorite movies. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Um, Is that final segment? I guess it could technically be final segment. The final segment, Jess, and Ryan usually introduces this question, but I will will introduce the question or the final segment grammatically correctly, which is uh, the final segment of the program is where the guests ask a question of all three hosts. Ryan always says for all three hosts, but... For the hosts, yeah. Of the hosts for is actually what one would say That's be correct. I, it's, it's still you confusing. Know that? I've been getting, you know what, Nick? Thanks for, for correcting because I've been getting so many emails about that <laughs> of. <laughs> that, oh, anyway. I'm embarrassed of you, which is uh, also incorrect. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's my question. I don't know if we're into last segment yet, but I do want to ask the question. Give me your top three movies, all of you. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, this is hard. This is way oh, harder. Right. 
Well, I'll start by saying I always would say as a kid because I wanted to show how straight I was and because it's a good movie, The Godfather. But more recently, I've watched uh, Broken Flowers with Bill Murray, directed by Jim Jarmusch, a bunch of times. That's definitely my favorite 21st century movie. Hmm. And then in terms of my third favorite, you'll have to get back to me. But I wanted to get those out of the way. Back to you, meaning like it's a porno and we did. Uh... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in me. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I'd have to go with uh, The Room, Star Wars Holiday Special, and the original Birth of a Nation. Oh, oh wow. Th that's like everybody's favorite movies. Yeah. I, you can't go wrong with those. Wait, what was your second one? The Room, and then what else? Uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, that's not a thing. No, it is. Okay. It's, the most, it's the most loved it's the most loved of anything Star Wars has ever came out. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um I would go I would go Goodfellas, uh Pulp Fiction, and then I, I'll go Blues Brothers. Because that was a, my favorite movie when I was a child. That's old school. Yeah. And because I grew up in Chicago, so it kind of reminds me of yes. you know, Chicago. Yes. Okay, there will be blood. Oh, me too. Oh, nice. Number one, but it's in my top five. Yeah, that's a, that's one of my favorite top three. That's Love definitely that my top ten. Love Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day Lewis. That was yep. a great movie. Yeah. Um, The Big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. Okay, top ten also. And uh, this is—I don't know if this is my favorite, but one of the best movies I saw last year was. Uh, Justice for All with Al Pacino's first time watching it. And you, my client, should go straight to fucking jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like you're not gonna Tambor was funny in there too. Yeah. When he was like throwing plates at everybody. Jeffrey Tambor's in that one too? Yeah, he's like the other lawyer. I haven't seen it. Yeah, and it is uh... when when we first got like VCRs and they were Betamaxes. And it was in the late 70s or early 80s. And a movie costs $100. Uh -huh. So the equivalent of like $200 today, almost. Mm -hmm. And so my family over a period of a couple of years probably accrued, you know, 30 movies. Ooh. And one of them was Justice for All. And of course, these movies, because there was no such thing as cable. There was no such thing as like, this is how you saw movies. You didn't go to a theater. And once they were out of a theater, you couldn't see them at all. So... These movies like The Sound of Music, Animal House, Godspell, you know, like you'd watch them grease like a hundred times. <laughs> and one of them was Injustice for All. It's a great huh. movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. But the prosecution is not going to get my client today <laughs> because I'm going to get him. <laughs> I'm out of order. You're out of order. No, that's a different movie. Oh, is it? No, it's the same movie. Oh, that's you can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a different movie. I'm out of order. You're out of order. I think it's he does a similar yelling speech in "Send Him a Woman" that's very similar to "Injustice for All." But <laughs> I love it. It's at a at a uh, at the boys' school proceedings, not actual courthouse. But he represents yeah. the kid. I guess I'll that's say a really good speech too. Al Pacino has some good speeches. Mm -hmm. For a third movie, I guess. Just because I've seen it probably more than most movies recently in the last few years, uh, 
a serious man. Another great Cohen. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mysterious. I would put Fargo. Fargo might be my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Even more than Big Lebowski. You know what? I'm going to say No Country for... Uh, Coen Brothers, like, I would put, like, one of their movies in my top ten, but yeah. I, it would, like, it'd be interchangeable. Right. Like, <laughs> I feel the same way, Nick. Yeah, depending on my mood, it might be something different. And their mm-hmm. movies are, are across all kinds of genres. They have the same kind of feeling to them, but they cross so many different genres. It's yeah, they have that beautiful thing where it's, like, serious but the, they punctuate humor in such a great way in their movies that it's yeah. like the sopranos that buster scruggs was pretty good the buster scruggs was a cowboy, cowboy movie true, true grit was i like true grit better than buster scruggs oh the one with uh jeff bridges yeah jeff Uh-oh. bridges plays rooster cogburn yeah Okay, I guess that was the final segment, yeah. right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and so hey, I didn't say my movies. Oh, yeah. Paul, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all guess. Rude, rude host. Very rude. Um, The Godfather <laughs> Two. Ah, yes. Not one, two. Mm-hmm. Um, That's known as the best one, I think. Probably, it really. Yeah. Is. First two are kind of interchangeable i think they run together they were not well i'm looking at hollywood reporter afi a lot of them actually list number one above number two but that's just it's semantics almost at that point in love with a young robert de niro yeah (laughs) who won the oscar for it thank you very much Mm -hmm. yeah okay godfather two I gotta say, Moonlight made it up there. Mm, wow. Um, Billy Elliot. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I the think. Sound the of music. Sound of music. There will be blood. Mm-hmm. I know I'm naming more than three. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. E tu mama tambien. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some great, great movies in the world. I love Birdman. Did you love like? Oh Birdman? yeah, that's. I like Birdman. Love Birdman. Oh, I, I'm, I'm with Howard Stern on this. I couldn't get into it. What? I like yeah, Howard. Howard Stern hates Birdman. That was Robin. Little, what did you think? That wasn't. I mean, it was a little overrated, right? A little overrated. He was really pissed that year when they won the Oscar for Birdman. What did he want to win? The Howard Stern movie was good too. What was it called? Private parts. Private parts. Private parts. I like that movie. W N B C. WABC. Big Vomit or whatever his name was. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. By the way, yeah, that's one of, my, great in it. one of my early, early memories was going to movie stores and seeing private parts in uh, the, you know, like Blockbuster because it was, you know, a shirtless it's man with long hair. Yeah. They, you know, it just, it was, the only thing covering, he was only covering his penis with like a small sock or something. No, it's the Chrysler yeah. building. Yeah. 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 There was, he ever, he was completely naked except for his dick, I think, in the cover. Well, in the in the version I always saw, it was the Chrysler Building. Yeah, I saw I saw the one Nick saw. He's like yeah, naked. So, He's like Godzilla sized. Yeah, yeah. Did that turn you on though? Because he was like almost naked. Uh, it, it certainly grabbed my attention. I was you know prepubescent. Clearly, I was like five years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> Allison, Allison, everything was about Allison. Oh yeah, he's naked, but yeah, the, the he's that's the Chrysler Building in New York, yeah, or Chicago, Chicago, yeah. New York, maybe. No, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because Howard Stern is notoriously known for being from Chicago. 
I don't know. Oh, no, I, he, he's now from New York. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Like, I mean, he's, he's worked in fun of our Howard Stern trivia. Yeah, yeah. He, well, I mean, he's worked in multiple cities like D.C. and uh, Connecticut, L.A., New York. So he's worked in different cities. Yeah. Connecticut is also a city. Yeah, <laughs> a state or whatever. <laughs> oh, I love comics. <laughs> answering my movie question i thought i find it yeah it's like a cat scan oh the master yeah pt anderson just oh yeah awesome gotta love I, I only saw the master once i gotta see that one again magnolia magnolia is really good too magnolia is good mm-hmm. i think i think boogie nights is probably yes. my favorite pt anderson boogie nights was a great movie it's uh, more rewatchable than than there will be blood i think well there will be blood was like Epic capital. Technically, like you know, from all other aspects, I think there will be blood is better. Like everybody says, Godfather's the best, but like on any given day, I rather watch Goodfellas. So I put Goodfellas above Godfather because it's more like sit down and watchable. Hmm. Well, Boogie Nights has a better soundtrack. I mean, There Will Be Blood has a really good score, but the Boogie Nights soundtrack is really good. Like I, I like Pat um, Platoon better than uh, Apocalypse Now. And I think I think Boogie Nights is the only movie where you can see Heather Graham and Julianne Moore Pitts in the same movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good selling point. Yeah, six degrees of tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I think Full Frontal on both. I like I like Philip Seymour Hoffman in that one. Fucking idiot. I'm a fucking yeah. When he tries to hook up with Mark Wahlberg, I'm a fucking idiot. Cause uh, if you didn't like it, I I take it back. Yeah, <laughs> he's so sad. Yeah, and then uh, William H Macy shoots himself because his wife yeah. keeps getting fucked by everybody all day. One of my favorite parts is: if, if, have you ever noticed when he's talking in the the driveway while she's getting fucked? He like yeah, that's the a, line. I think he, that was a real porn star. Uh, what is, what happens in the driveway, Nick? He he flubs the line. He says, uh, "My my wife's in the driveway with a, a cock in her ass, or a, an ass in her cock." He, oh, he flopped it, yeah. and he and PT Anderson left it. I thought that was so great that he left it because that character was so flustered that he fucked up like the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the it was a real porn star in that movie, uh, Boogie Nights. I think it was Nina Hartley or something. Oh, really? Hmm. I think so. I think they had a real porn star in there. I'm cool. not sure. Is it plugs time? Plugs. Yeah. Unless Jess has any more movies she wants to plug. I think I'm... Is it what time? What, what plugs. Time? Anything you have to promote? Oh, wow. Yeah, my podcast. The yeah. List with Jess Porter. The List with Jess Porter on Ooh. Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please subscribe and review. Very good. Big with nothing better to do on Instagram. As always, I'll plug the show notes and we'll put Jess's podcast in there and uh, every your uh, Instagram. I'm guessing you prefer. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Are we gonna Are we gonna tag the right one this time? <laughs> yeah, we always do. I maybe you'll do the show notes this this time. Sure, I'll double check them before you publish. And yeah, I will do uh, nothing like I usually do. At Ryan the Cable Viewer Instagram. Well, this was very fun. This was a blast. Thank you for coming on, Jess. Fun show. It's been like, um, 
you know, it's felt like hanging out at an open mic. Yeah. Version. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Thank you for being comedy people. No problem. I hate to yeah. be like all sincere and shit because I know that's like not our bag, but <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. Good to mix it up. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Good, good night. Job, good night, everybody. Bye bye. Night, everybody.